0: Consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds. I believe that's I'm putting it right. Uh, I could have Googled it. I've, there's a computer right in front of me, but I just didn't. I just didn't care. I said, sure, whatever. It's close enough. Adelaide Stevenson said that, or something to that effect. Effectively saying, look, consistency is too easy, and it it's just too easy to manage. And if you focus on consistency, you you oversimplify to the point of stupidity, and you don't need to do that. You're smarter than that. So we want to talk about employer brand patterns, uh, because Consistency is too easy. It's, you know, and honestly, it doesn't going to get you as far as patterns will. And I think if you embrace patterns, and if you heard last week's uh, podcast about clarity versus reach, um, this is the kind of where these clarity comes from. And I want to talk about that a bit. So, uh, yeah, you know, we'll start in a second. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Talent Cast, the world's most caffeinated employer brand and recruiting podcast. I'm your host. James Ellis. Thanks so much for listening. If this is your first time, for joining in, we do things a little differently. We try and do deep dives. There's not a lot of interviews here. There's not a lot of news here. This is about how do we get smarter and better? and That means how do I get you smarter and better? How do I get you to think about these problems at a deeper level so that you can solve them and look like a genius to your boss? If this isn't the first time you've been here, thanks so much for returning. Feel free to share with your friends, your coworkers, your boss. I don't know. Uh, We really do appreciate that. All right, let's get into it. Hey, how you doing? James Ellis here. Housekeeping notes. I don't know. I'm sure it's in the show notes. Let's get to it. So I want to start by crediting. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. Mark Shillum, S-H-I-L-L-U-M, uh wrote an article a couple years ago called Branding is about creating patterns, not repeating messages. And I swear, the headline alone was like a wiffle bat to the head. It was like, oh, goodness, that's amazing. And I think I've actually mentioned it, this this article or this, you know, this this material on a podcast a million years ago. But I want to hit it again because I was literally cleaning out my computer uh, and I ran across this saved bookmark and I went, oh, God, that's right. And I read it again. I was like, oh, still, wiffle bat to the head. Amazing. So let's talk about it. And after last week, we talked about the sense that your employer brand can be very simply measured. I said simply, not perfectly or accurately, but simply measured or compared on a function of reach and clarity. And reach is simply a matter of how many followers you have, how many people look at you, how many people talk about you. You can do it based on web traffic and social interactions and there's a million ways to do it. You can do it that way and it's the easiest thing to measure and frankly, I think people put way too much stock in it because I think they focus on reach far more than they focus on clarity. It's zero, so much easier to report on, hey, we have 10% more followers this month. We're amazing. You're like, yes, but you're they're all hearing different messages and none of them have any sense of who you are. So congratulations. You've confused more people about who your brand is. Yeah. So we wanna talk about clarity and clarity is the function of what are you really all about? Now in that podcast, I did oversimplify. I said, if your brand's all about collaboration or all about team support, any message that isn't exactly that or doesn't align is going to create dissonance of the brand and that just kind of hamstrings your ability to be clear and to have any value in your reach. If your message is messy, who cares if you're extending your reach? You're just confusing people, right? We just said that. I want to just clarify that point. Branding, specifically our branding, i.e. employer branding, is about creating patterns. So, for example, it's very easy, and I know plenty of people who focus on this, they make sure that in their, let's say their PowerPoint slides or their deck, they always have their logo at the bottom. And you're like, you know what? If you have to tell me 10 slides in that it's still you, you're a mess. You are all over the map. I should know 10 slides in that it's you. Not just because I've seen that logo already and you've introduced yourself or been introduced as that thing, but because your content aligns to that brand. Uh, Scott Galloway, who uh, professor in NYU uh, branding, wrote the book on uh, the four. He's got a great podcast called The Pivot with Karis Wisher. Definitely a good listen. Um, He talks about, and I don't think he meant to talk about this way, but to me it's a great example of what branding really is. Branding is something, it's that DNA inside the company that even if the company put out something completely different, you would still recognize it as that company's. The obvious example is when Apple, who had created the iMac and the MacBook, or I guess at the time it was the iMac or I- iBook, I can't remember, the, you know, the toilet seat hold, right? Um, when they put out the iP- iPod, the very first consumer product like that, it looked like an Apple product. Right? Even if you didn't know Apple made it, you would just look at it and you'd use it and go, you know, this has the fluidity and smoothness of an Apple product. And you'd be like, yeah, that's an Apple product. They didn't have to slap a big old apple on it. You just touched it and knew. Now, the fact that they did slap an apple on the back of it, that's just because they're branders and there is an element of consistency that's useful. But in the end, it looked and felt like an apple product and therefore, they didn't have to be that consistent. They had to create that pattern. It, they tend to feel like this. They tend to work like this. They tend to look like this. The example that Scott Galloway put out was that if Nike made a hotel... Nike, the, the shoe and, and, and athletic wear company, made a hotel, something it knows effectively nothing about, you could probably picture what that hotel would look like. You could probably picture who that hotel would cater to. You could probably get a sense of what the experience of being in that hotel would be like. Why? Because you take the elements of Nike that you know from the shoes and the athletic wear and all that good stuff, and you take it and you reappropriate them in a hotel hospitality space. And it's crystal clear what that hotel would be like. And that is the ultimate litmus test on how strong a consumer brand might be. That is to say, if you can be both shoes and you can see how those shoes translate in a hotel, the brand is very strong because you're creating these emotional connections. You're creating these visual connections and you can extrapolate them onto a brand new industry and still say, yep, that's clearly Nike. Now, not to talk about Nike for any particular reason, but that's the same about your employer brand. We've talked before about what happens when your sales team is like this and your legal team is like that, or your sales team is like this or your HR team is like that. How can you be consistent? And I always say, you don't be consistent. Consistencies for stupid people, as I kind of alluded to at the beginning. Don't be consistent. Be, create patterns. Meaning, in the same way that Nike, because the way it makes its shoes, because the way it makes its activewear, because of how people feel, because of how it talks about it, because of the commercials. And by the way, that Women's World Cup commercial Nike dropped at the end of this finals. Wow, that was amazing. Just putting that out there. Killer commercial. Good job, guys. Whoever wrote, whoever did that one. Um, Side note, uh, you take what you know about that brand, the feelings, the emotions, the connections, the expectations about the brand, and you can apply them to something else. You can say, look, at Amazon, just to pick on Amazon, because Lord knows we've done it plenty of times in this podcast, if you know what you know about Amazon because of how you use Amazon, because as a consumer, as an Amazon Prime member, as a person who's bought all sorts of different things from it, if I said, okay, what's it like to work at Amazon? You probably have an expectation and that's when you can find a connection between the consumer brand and the employer brand because you take, it's like shoes and hotels. What you know about the consumer brand can be reapplied to the employer brand. Heck, keep going. What you know about the development team and the machine learning people, you should be able to apply to HR on some level. Now, HR doesn't code. HR doesn't do a lot of machine learning very often, but you could take what you understand and say, I bet it applies similarly to that team as well. That is what we mean by creating patterns. That process of taking what you know about one part of the brand and extending it to the other, that is a process that the candidate will go through. So your job is to make that crystal clear. Now, if we're going back to shoes and hotels, that doesn't mean putting a swoosh on the hotel, though probably, nothing wrong with that. But you would say, what are the elements of the shoes that we think are clear? What are the elements of the athletic wear that we think people love? What are the elements of the message? And of course, they could tell you for years all that stuff because they get their brand. That sense of anybody can be an athlete, that is their brand. It's not the swoosh, it's not the, the logo, it's the anybody can be an athlete and we are here to help them do that. Great. How does that apply to a hotel? Guess what? There's a gym at that hotel. I can guarantee it. Guarantee it. In fact, I bet they will let you borrow shoes to go to the gym there. I bet they have trainers on site. I bet that their beds are super comfy so that after you've exercised, you get maximum rest. But then again, I'm not a hotelier. I don't know, but I can guess. So, if Nike were to make the hotel, Nike's going to do things that would be aligned to the brand—not from a consistency standpoint, but from a pattern standpoint. It's going to make sure the hotel, the the the, the pillows are great. It's going to make sure the mattress is great. It's going to make sure that you're going to get great sleep. It's going to make sure that the gym is fantastic. It's going to make sure there's a trainer on staff, or that the uh, the the all the machines are the, the ultimate quality, or there's a couple of kettlebells because kettlebells are in this month, or whatever. You get it, right? Nike is all about making anybody an athlete. Great. When you come to this hotel, we assume everyone's an athlete. We're going to make it super easy for you to strengthen those muscles or strengthen your core or stretch it out or get faster, stronger, longer, whatever the hell it is. That's what consistency is all about. And your job is to create the patterns. So what do you know about your very famous nursing group or your very very famous developer group or your very very famous sales teams? Pull out what is core about them, i.e. brand, and then extrapolate that onto HR and legal and accounting and the other development team or the machine or the data science team or whoever the heck or the doctors or the custodians or whatever. They're not doing the same job. They don't have the same thing. It's not the exact same El, you know the, the keystones that say this is what this brand's all about but you have to figure how to extrapolate and translate that so that when people see messages from sales and messages from the custodians they go I can see that this is from the same brand not because they use the same font not because they use the same logo not because they use the same shade of blue but because the patterns of language the patterns of communication the patterns of experiences align right? that's what we're talking about that's what it means to be an employer brand expert is to create those patterns, especially in bigger companies, especially when there's more than a couple hundred people when you know those teams are very different. And that's fine. You can't tell the legal team behave like a sales team. That's a horrible idea. And vice versa. Do not tell your sales team to be more legally focused. That's a bad idea. It's <laughs> a really bad idea. You got to let sales be sales. You got to let legal be legal. You got to let accountants be accountants. Simple as that. But... They do it within a frame of the brand. So what is the frame of the brand? And how do you create that? Now, one of the ways we create patterns is to create stories. And this has been a good talking line I've had before. I think I might've talked about in the podcast, but I've been talking about in speeches of that. The idea is not to tell stories. The idea is to make stories. You wanna find ways to craft the message So that a story being told about the sales team, people can find ways. They can pull that through line. They can find that, I guess, the moral of that story and apply it to other teams. So Amazon, super famous for retail, what you know about retail. you can probably say, okay, well, that means they know a lot about technology because the website's fantastic and they, I've heard a lot about robots, so good they know that. What does that mean to their HR team? What does that mean to their accountants? What does that mean to the people who sell Amazon web services, right? Same company. So the brand should be connected somehow. It's not going to be the same experience because what legal does and what development does and what robots do are very different. But you can find the story and craft the story about one team so that the moral of them can be connected to other teams. So that if you have and create a great story for the robotics teams, it's not just useful for the robotics team. You can say, hey, look, salesperson, This is the kind of company we are. Here's a story about the robotics team. Here's a story about HR. Here's a story about legal. Here's a story about development. Oh, and by the way, here's a story about your team, too. And when they read them all, they go, I see patterns forming. And you go, Oh, I've done my job. And you have. That is what we're talking about. It's not consistency. Consistency boils things down to it beyond its essence to its stupidness. It's the same kind of thinking that says Nike is the swoosh. It's not. It's not, it's how you feel about when you use a product. And that comes from a million different parts. If Nike doubled their prices, that would impact your sense of brand. If Nike cut its prices in half, that would impact how you see its brand. Did the branding team make those decisions? Probably not, but those decisions impact the brand. And that is true across the board. but textile manufacturers, marketers, uh, 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 retailers, who they run ads from. By the way, there's a great story about Nike, there's a company, I want to say Sears, I might be screwing that up. I'm sorry if I am Sears, but you are mostly bankrupt right now at this point, Um, where Nike allowed them to sell the shoes, but they said, you're not allowed to quote a price in any of your your ads. That is, we don't want to be known as a discount shoe. And some idiot in some local newspaper went and put, hey, we got Nikes on sale for this much money. And immediately Nike found out about it. Cause you bet your ass, Nike has a team people looking at that stuff. And they went and they said, cancel all orders for this company. And the company had to come back and on its hands and knees, effectively beg for the business back. And if I remember correctly, if I remember the story correctly, they didn't because the brand wasn't the swoosh. The brand was the experience. It was the price. It was what you expect about it. And they knew it was all these different pieces that make that brand up. It's all those different elements make the pattern of the brand. So take a lesson. Create the pattern. Don't focus on sameness. Don't focus on similarities. Focus on patterns. And you do that by looking at what those two things look like together. Two different plaids clash. A plaid and a solid can work really well if they're the right kind of colors. It's how it works. You can be different, but so long as the patterns match and align and have some sort of through line that you can see how one leads to the other, leads to the other, that's how you create a stronger employer brand, especially in diverse workforces, especially in diverse companies, especially in complicated or globally distributed companies. That's where the strength is. All right. Thanks so much for listening. As always, share the podcast. Tell everybody you like it. uh, You know, tell me everybody you listen, that sort of thing. Uh, Otherwise, I will see you next week. Thanks very much. Bye. Well, the music means you've made it to the end of another episode of the Talent Cast.